Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Added Time. It's been a week, been a break. We took a break, but we're back. It's a bit late podcast, what? but... More than a week, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's life gets hectic, but we're back. We're back. It's a Friday, uh, Friday late afternoon, early evening, where you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we are filming it on a Friday morning, uh, so quick turnaround time. But this is what I do to us when I'm too lazy to film on the weekend. <laughs> Nate the Great is looking fresh there with his new haircut. He Thank just you. Came from the barber. Thank you. It's my birthday next week, Tuesday, so we're going out this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it to get fresh, you know. South Africa's also playing you know in the semifinals. So it's going to be when's, a big weekend. When is the semifinal? Tomorrow night. Um, New Zealand? Yeah, no, England versus South Africa is tomorrow night. England, yes. Yeah. Are we versus New Zealand in the final again? Yeah, I think so. It's New Zealand versus, uh, is it Argentina? So. We, we were talking about rugby just by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, that took a turn. Um, <laughs> should we get back to football? <laughs> Uh, this is football related, but not FPL. I actually went to go watch the local team here in Calgary last weekend. Oh yeah. They called Cal Cal Cal. Cal they called Calgarians. I don't know. No. <laughs> Ca- Cavalry. There we go. Cavalry. I keep confusing. Uh, okay. Cavalry. Cavalry. Okay. Cavalry. I keep saying Calvary, but there's no dying on the cross here. So it's <laughs> Cavalry. Right. The year comes the Cavalry. Right. They lost two one. But it wasn't one of the few times that I've actually gone to a game. It's first I went to the Canadian one. Mm. It was the the vibe was quite electric. You should get back in. You should get into football. He plays centre back. Mike's a beast hey. of a defender. You should, guys should have seen him in his day. In my day, I get oh. I get cramps because I don't eat enough bananas. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so FPL added time watches listeners and people who are just trying to survive FPL. If your arrows are red and they're all facing down, you need to do something. Well, some people have wildcarded earlier. Some people are still wildcarding now. Some people are saving it for a rainy day. Nate, how did your wildcard go? Not the greatest, but I'll take it. I got 61 points with the wildcard draft that I had. I had some last-minute cheeky picks that I ran by that you were like, shit, that's actually a good pick. My Pedro Neto shout was not too bad. He got an assist. Um, I stuck with Thiabi over Bowen. It wasn't the worst decision. Both of them blanked. Um, I didn't go with my Solanke pick because my gut told but me maybe not. And turns out he didn't not do your own new gut, also your friend. also the entire friend or the two friends that are in our little private group. So don't do it. It's too soon. And I didn't. And I listened, and it paid off. So, but um, all in all, I think the team that I drafted set me up for the next week or two. So I'm pretty happy with what I got. I won't be making transfers this week. So your two differential picks in terms of I don't count Watkins as a pick differential pick because I no, would have I him agree. if I could I just can't. But Neto and Anderson were such good picks. Just Anderson, everybody yes. listening out there, Neto is from Wolves. Neto hurt us last year, last season. You gave us but Neto <laughs> is one of the most consistent players in FPL this season. In the last several game weeks, you know, 7, 10, 5, 9, 4, 5, he's suddenly sitting at a, a price of 5.8. He's gone up a bit, but he's still very, very decent. And uh, it's risky, but you got to risk it to get the biscuit. So I was proud That's of it. you for that decision. But the one that really pisses me off, but I really <laughs> was like, no, 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 Nate had me here. Uh, I couldn't understand why you were putting Anderson in your team. And you you did it kind of like a little earlier than the hype. 
Mm. And all of a sudden, after you did it, I don't know if you had an impact on the hype, the whole world has got this Anderson from New, from uh, Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace in it. The whole world. <laughs> Everybody's saying, this guy, his price is, he, I don't know, his price shot up. I can't even afford him, even if I wanted him now. Yeah, well, for Man United, he was 4.7. He's now 4.9. So two weeks, he's yeah. now shot he up. He started the season at 4.5. Okay, He's Nate, almost a 5 million def- defender. No, I you brought, brought him, him in, in at 4.6. Either the Manchester right? United after that weekend, yeah, I brought him in. It's 4.6, 4.7. He's now 4.9. 4.9. Yeah, 9. Right. He's gone up by okay. nearly 0.5 now. He'll be a 5 million defender. He, he will probably go up because Crystal Palace defensively are not a bad team. But I just I just wanted to say well done on those two picks. Thank uh, you, sir. Anderson getting in there, not just because he got the six points, because I personally don't rate Crystal Palace no, getting yeah. lots of points. I agree. But the fact that you got a, a player that's got a potential clean sheet bonus, plus he you beat a very big price rise taking people like me out of the market for that player. Mm. That's that's pretty good. So well done on Anderson. Thank you. That was Thank that you. was an inspired move. I should play the lotto. <laughs> Maybe I've been lucky. <laughs> no. Um yeah, no, thanks. It was it was a I was just looking at what could fill that gap and I saw Anderson at a low price and I thought to myself, look, he he's been good for Crystal Palace. On the odd chance that they do get points, he will probably do it. And also, he was a good price at the time. But they, they are also going into a run of green. They are. So After their Newcastle game this weekend, I believe they've got green for But the weeks. problem is, for me, this FPL season has been less about know. FDR and more about form. Yeah. Form greater than FDR. That green that green list there, Means we nothing. all were burnt by Chelsea. Yo, ah. Uh, and we're in our Chelsea shirts today. Ish. Hi. <laughs> no, but on that Chelsea note, just a quick one. Something's happened in the camp. And there's some form brewing. And uh, and what we've just said now, form is key. I'm not saying we're going to win against Arsenal. I'll be happy with the draw. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost because Arsenal's top of the league. They beat Pep Guardiola twice. So, fair play. But I'm excited for the weekend because Chelsea are well, looking it, good. Put it this way. Okay, if you look at Chelsea's fixtures, okay, we have had probably two standout games this season. The first one was uh, against Luton. Well, no, not oh. just in the league. Oh, the first okay. one was was versus Luton. But we should beat Luton because they are a weaker team. They are yeah, from the championship. Agreed. They're probably the one of the weakest teams in the league, right? It, everybody's kind of got a chance to really score four or five goals past them. Yeah. Sorry, Luton fans. So, but our other best game came against Liverpool, where we drew one-one, where we should have won on the. I also opening agree. We did play well there. We did. We did play well in that game. So, if you take those two in, we either are beating the teams that are the weakest, weakest, like right at the bottom, or we was we seem to have a better game against a bigger team than the mid-table underdogs like Aston Villa, West Ham. So. Yes, Chelsea are going into FDR red. The fire games, the toughest games, are worst run. But does that mean we perform we now? We're gonna we're gonna pull it together because mm. we're playing under that pressure. Yeah. And everything's coming together. We have a little bit of form. Our players are starting to click. Potch has started to settle on, you know, players like. 
Palmer starting? Is he an FPL asset? He's kind of got a flag on him. So We've got to talk about Cucurella for a second. Who knew swapping the side of the field you play, you just become a god. Like, <laughs> he's actually insane defensively. He's been playing really well. I've been very happy with what Poch is doing. Um, well, let's... I know we went to start with Liverpool, but let's segue straight into Chelsea-Arsenal then. Let's start there, because we I were mean, talking about... I mean, if it wasn't obvious that we were ever going to talk about Chelsea on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so... You're talking about Cucurella. So there's a debate online. Who starts? Gusto or Cucurella against Arsenal? That is a very good question. Um, and has Gusto done enough to earn his spot? In the first eleven, I think so. Um, it's tough for Pochettino because also Cucurella has been putting in work to prove to him that he's still valuable to the club, and he has. He's, he's put it in. Although I think depends on what Poch wants to do with Arsenal. If he wants to have more of an attacking game, I think he'll put Gusto on. But Cucurella sitting back allowed Colwell to do some magic on that left wing side, the left back side. So. I think if we go for a more defensive approach, we start with Cucurella. I think if we're going to go more attacking, we go Gusto. We are think? playing one of the top teams in the league right now. We are playing a team that is undefeated. It's safe to say we're going for a draw. We're, we're playing for I, a draw. I, what I'm saying is I agree with your first assessment there that Poch is going to want to be defensive over attacking, mm -hmm. which means that the obvious pick is the player who's been playing for the last couple of weeks. And who's been and on form defensively. more defensive yeah, yeah. form. Uh, to allow if Colwell, you have your you have your left back being a centre back, and you have your right back being a left back, meaning they both play with less urgency to go forward mm. because they they will focus on the defensive exactly, side. Exactly, exactly. And if they do, I've noticed. So the back four, when when Colwell pushes up, Cucurella drops and it becomes a back three, and then when Colwell tracks back because he's got quite a high work rate comes back and then Cucurella jumps back to the wing and then it's a back four. So I think Cucurella will be that pivot and I think Poch likes that safety net because not to Gusto's fault, he just is more attacking than him. And I think I think he would even start uh, Cucurella over uh, Chilwell as well because Chilwell is also, even though Chilwell's on the left, but you know what I mean, Chilwell's more attacking. Yeah, but so. there's also politics you got to keep in mind because mm. you got to think about like, Chelsea, Cucurella were almost was sold at the end, yeah. at the before the transfer window. Well, so was Gallagher. He, had, he never had a game. Ooh. Okay, but let's can we just clear this up for FPL reasons? FPL listeners out there, Chelsea. I would not put money on on this run, even though we're doing well. I'm not bringing in a Chelsea defender. I'm not bringing in Cucurella. Cole will maybe because he's four point six at a price point. Hmm. Mm. He's a good enabler, and he might get good points. But I'm not bringing I'm not bringing Cucurella into my team. No, it's too risky. That's more of a conversation of us just enjoying his play at the moment. I don't think he's worth putting in your FPL team yet. But Colwell as a defender for FPL, Colwell is the, you almost brought Colwell in. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. You wouldn't have got any points. Well, I did Anderson over Colwell, but that was my choice. Well, there. well, well yeah. played. Yeah. Well played. Yeah again but uh yeah i think if any of oh, the only chelsea defender that i would say is worth putting in is colwell because sanchez, sanchez is sitting at 4.6 so he's also a decent asset but again the fixtures are bad when remember when i said the fixtures aren't important i meant the green arrows aren't important 
But the red arrows okay. and the the gray ones still matter because yeah. it's saying it's going to be tough. And we, don't, I don't like. I'm not a gambler, so no, no, yeah, no. I, I can agree with that statement. Okay, let's pivot to. I know we're wearing our Chelsea shirts, but let's talk about Arsenal then. So first thing on Arsenal, the is golden Saka boy. playing? The golden boy. Yeah. Is well, he playing? Well, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't go to England. Hey, no, he didn't. He stayed. Um. So bit of insight to my thoughts going forward i still want to bring Saka back into my team but i think for next week not this week because i don't think he'll start i think he's fighting his way back to get to to appear at chelsea but i also think he could use the break and we saw man city lose to arsenal without Saka. i think martinelli is enough for them so but i don't think he, i don't think arteta risks risks Saka. Yeah, but the thing is, this is where we short. We don't know because before the before he, the Man City game, he was starting Saka when Saka was injured yeah, for two true. games in a row. Okay, no. and then he got injured again and again and again until got to the Man City game. And he really, Saka him. was like, yeah. like he missing both legs and arm <laughs> and a leg and a, a nut even maybe. I don't know what he was missing. But uh, Ateta finally let this boy rest. Right, he missed his England duty and. He says, uh, Ateta has said that he will assess Saka, Saliba, and Trossard's fitness for Chelsea. He's there being assessed. Now, what that tells me is one, two things. Ateta's recent history suggests he may push Saka to play. Yeah. But also it tells me that it's a gamble and we don't know. So if you haven't got Saka in your team after wildcarding like me, don't I'm not, try bringing, and get I'm not him bringing him back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Not not until his fitness is stabilized. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to admit if you look at Charles Arsenal's fixtures going forward, they fixed after this fixture, they got some green coming. And even though it's green, remember, it's not just about the fact that it's green. You're green plus form. You got Sheffield United who can leak six goals easy. You got Burnley and you got Wolves and you got Luton. Those are four out of the next six games. They bleed okay. goals, yeah. If you haven't got Saka, you're gonna to have to have an Arsenal asset after the Chelsea game. And that's, that's exactly why I said game week ten. We need to look at Arsenal assets. We'll probably have this conversation again next week and think about who we bring in. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save that for next week. It's just that it's going to be a tough game this week, and it could go easy either I'm way. Very, I'm very, I'm very excited for the game. Uh, I'm not going to be too cut up if we lose. I'm going to be a bit depressed if we lose like three 0 I don't think we will, but I think I think we can draw. If we win, bro, I, I don't know. I, we, I'm going to order more Chelsea shirts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to do. I'll be so happy. But like, it's going. Yeah, I'll be. Exci- it's going to be a good game either way, and we hope Chelsea can take some points off Arsenal so we can mm. stabilize. But at the end of the day, Arsenal are doing their thing at the top, and yeah, uh, and you got to give it to Arsenal. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we Chelsea supporters, but we also not like we're not naive. Our Chelsea yeah. There's only one team I don't rate like Lacquer that if they yeah. do badly, that makes my day. Yeah. We won't mention any names. Man no. United. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we've got for Arsenal right uh, out of the way with Chelsea. So do you want to look at Liverpool next? Yeah, I was gonna say let's hit to the pool. The other big Merseyside team. Merseyside derby. 
Oh, okay. Big Which things, bro. Historically, uh, I mean, the fact that we even still have a Merseyside derby is big because Everton should have been relegated last season. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it should Let's be, be the, the misery side derby. <laughs> yeah. And Liverpool, uh, they've been a little bit up and down. They've had some very contentious decisions against them uh, from VAR. Um, it's been interesting. Yeah, but the biggest bar, talking point, pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the biggest talking point for Liverpool this week, and I'm assuming I might jump on this train before he goes up. I don't know if you are, but it's Robertson is out injured for a couple of weeks minimum, possibly a couple of months. We still to oh, be wow. assessed. If Robertson is out, the the normal replacement for Robertson is a man by the name of Tsimikas. I think he's Greek. Is Timikas already? Isn't that the twenty fifth of December? Oh, that's Christmas. Sorry, uh, Timikas is coming. Yeah, <laughs> <This> guy, <laughs> that took you so long. That took you yes. so long. Whoever got it on the podcast when I said it, please let me know because Mike took ages to realize what I just said. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm out of South Africa, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, say yeah. it with a South African accent. I said it with, I said it with my my new voice. So like, uh, I was thinking of Greek. Samikas. Samikas. Anyway, it's not, okay. a, not a bad thought to, to look to bring him in. He's going to be... I would argue what Samikas is to Robertson was what Gusta was to James. Exactly. And it kind of, he did have some, aside from the red card, Gusta probably would have got a decent amount of points. Yeah, I think so. Because he would have been in the team after that. We still would have got some points. It was just that red card that stuffed up, which is also a VAR contentious decision if you listen to the audio behind that red Yo, card decision. What a mess so, up that was. They didn't even know what they were talking about half the time. They didn't know the on field decision, they thought it was onside. At this point, I'm pretty sure the two of us could do a better job in the VAR room. Yeah. That's saying a lot. With I, no I think we can. I think we can. I think any competent human being with two eyes and the ears can do a better Shame. Let me not bash him too much. I'm sure it's yeah, a tough job, but yeah. it should. I'm sure they are better paid than either of us, so they should be doing a better job. Well, we're currently not getting paid for this, so. <laughs> now. So Robo is Injured. most people don't have Robo. His 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 price is high, uh, than what well, was about six bit and a bit, and but he hasn't had a high price. But the thing is, Timikas is four point four. You're not going to find a starting defender for a team that has of that one of the best no. fixture runs, starting with Everton, Nottingham Forest, and Luton. No breaks in between. Mm -mm. Okay. Brentford, which is back to being an easy fixture because they suck right now. You got Manchester squeezed in the middle. Manchester City are not a it's not a, a game that's not going to give you points. Bro, anymore. They're struggling they without De Bruyne. Like Holland does not know how to play football without Kevin De Bruyne. And then you got after that Man City game, you Fulham, Sheffield, Crystal Palace. Effectively, their next eight to nine fixtures, you have a team. Who has the potential to score heavy? And if so, Timikas is 4.4. And if he is going to be starting in a team that has very easy fixtures, is in form, is going to be very attacking. Not only is he potential attacking return, Smiling but he's also he's going to have clean sheet bonuses. Mm -hmm. And he's only going to be 4.4, so he's going to save you money. It's somewhere. definitely one to look. I agree with you 100%. So with I'm, I'm assuming both of us are bringing him in this weekend. Yeah. I'm just assuming you're bringing well, him in. Well, I'm not going to bring him in this weekend because I want to save a transfer. 
you know me, I'm a big advocate for that, especially after a wild card. I definitely want to have a two in the bank for the next week, just in case I need to make corrections. You got money in the bank in case he goes up? I have point one in the bank. Okay, so you can't can survive if he goes up as long yeah. as one of your players don't go down. But you know okay. me, I'll probably make the transfer after that day so I don't risk losing the price rise because you this can see true. when a player will perform. And like you've just said, the um, fixture run. So so I'm almost 100% sure Timmy Cuss price will not be 4.4 the next time we do this podcast. 100%. He will, he's, his price will increase because uh, after the Merseyside game, with everybody bringing him in, yeah, yeah. he will go up. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if by the start of the next game week, he's gone up by 0.2 if he does like a banger tomorrow. A, yeah. The thing is with Diaz and, and um, is Jota going to start? With Diaz or Forget Nunez. Forget about it. The king Salah is the king. Up front. Yeah. The king is the king. The Simi king Kassel. is the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The game's the game. Everybody the has king. Salah in their team and he's now a, a legitimate captain option. I'm not sure about captaining against Everton because that game because of how highly emotionally charged it is, it can be difficult. Cards, However, yeah. Salah at home against Everton, with potentially a weak-ish right now, um, we're going to have to look at captain choices later, but he's definitely a potential captain choice. Haaland is no more set and forget captain. You've got to yeah. think about your captain, and if you make the wrong decision and you yeah, captain yeah. son instead of Salah, and Salah gets the haul, you're going to be falling. You, you're going to fall. So you've got to get your captain choice right. It's going to be a little it's bit tough of luck. But because, I mean, this week we've got, like, we'll take a chat about it, but just to let it sit in your mind, you've got Salah at home against Everton, you've got Son at home against Fulham, and you've got Haaland at home against Brighton. So it's not easy. I think anyone can score points this weekend. So okay. we'll Let's pivot it. over there to Spurs. Spurs versus... Who are Spurs versus? Fulham. Fulham. Yeah, Fulham. Fulham. Fulham is a team that can leak big goals. Okay, let's be honest. Even Chelsea could beat them. So if even Chelsea could score against him and Chelsea can't score goals, what is Spurs <laughs> going to do to them? Should demolish, theoretically speaking, on paper. They should. But here's the problem. Sun limped off his Korea game. Okay. Now just listen to this. Sun was injured going into the game. Okay. But he traveled all the way to Korea. And he begged his manager to let him play for the South Korean fans because he didn't want to travel all the way and not play in front of his fans. So he begged to play. Got injured. He then played 60 minutes and then came off hobbling off. He went into the match with an injury and then he went off the match with the injury. It's Probably aggravated, yeah. I've what I've been picking up is it's kind of like a groin injury, which is not the worst in the world, but at the same time it is worrying. And you kind of have a feeling that at Korea, he might go in and say, I need to play, I have to play. But at Spurs, he's got a lot more cover and the Spurs medical team would be more protective of him and say, yeah. listen, sit out this game. We have Richarlison. Okay. Yes, Richarlison is not as good as you in the number nine, <laughs> but we'd rather you rest for a week and protect yourself and recover so that you can be ready for the next step. And so, and Spurs, correct me if I'm wrong, Spurs is in the Champions League? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we not know this? We've been FPL podcasters for the last because, four uh, That's because uh, Spurs have not been in the Champions League for a very long time. <laughs> that's that's true. why. You're not wrong. Uh. 
So it depends on what their midweek fixture um, over this Christmas period is going to be like. Um, so if you think about that and you factor that in, any other assets you watching from uh, Spurs? Uh, Udogi slash Pedro Porro um, and Madison. Uh, standard ones. Um, I nearly went Pedro Porro over Udogi last week. Would have been a very sneaky differential, but I think the money justification, I'd rather settle with Udogi, which I have, so he's definitely one to watch, as well as Madison. As we know, Madison's the man for Spurs at the moment. The pundits have been saying it, the analysis are saying it. So he's definitely one you got to keep your eye on. Um, but like you say, man, if Spurs, if, if Son doesn't start, does that mean they lose? No. Does it mean that the general people score? Maybe not. So, like, if Son's not there to score, does Madison score? I don't think Madison scores. I think Madison assists. But can Richarlison finish? Does Udogi score? <laughs> so it's stuff we have to think about. Um, but all in all, we have to see how now, it lines up. I just want to say something to you. Yeah, I, mean, I know I say where Spurs play Champions League. But the truth is that I'm just looking at the teams that are playing in Europe. I'm like, what's the stuff? Okay, firstly, it's Man City, Arsenal, Man United, and Newcastle in the Champions League, which is what messed my brain up a bit. It's been uh, a long two weeks. Spurs aren't okay. even in the Champions League. Okay, hold on. It's Liverpool, West Ham, and Brighton in Europa League. Okay. So Liverpool are roped in midweek. Which means that Yeah, it's Aston Villa's in the conference league. So where does that leave Son? Does that leave him being rested this week and starting next week? Does that mean he starts because there's no midweek so he can recover? <sighs> yeah, the problem is we all have him in our team. And he would be the best captaincy option. But because of his injury, what's going to happen is if he starts, he scores three goals, but is it safe to captain him? And if he starts, if he doesn't start, does that, if we unsure, does that mean we captain, um, does that mean we actually going to end up captaining Madison? Is Madison the captain pick for this week? Oof, I don't know if he's a captain pick. Could be, but mm, I don't know. I've, a weird thing about captaining central people. I'd rather captain someone on the wing or in the box. Just me. I don't know. He does do a little bit of uh, uh, workhorse um, sort of things. Bloody hell. How did Tottenham finish eighth last season? Ish. Anyways. Yeah, they... You know what? <laughs> Are we still I'm shocked? Ju- I'm, that not in I'm the... still shocked. Where's Tottenham? Where's I mean, Tottenham? Spurs? I mean, that's probably why the Coglu came in, so... But, but here's the thing. If you're telling me Spurs are on that run, they're top of the table and they have no midweek fixtures, we're looking at coming out of the out of Christmas with Spurs and Liverpool like being quite right up there with Arsenal and Man City. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a very uh, interesting uh, sort of Christmas period, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, but let's, so just to focus, what are we doing with Sun? Captain or not to captain? I don't think so. I don't think we captain Sun. Does he stay in our team or do we take him out? I think he, 9. Sta- 4? he stays in your team. He stays in your team, but his injury means we don't captain him. So, so far, we're saying Salah is the captain. So far. Well, so far. 
For my team, I've got, I've, I've, I've got him selected early early this week. He was my captain. It might change, but okay. he was my original. Let's oh. pivot to the other team that would have the captain pick, and that would be Man City. Man City, poor, 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 poor form right now. But Not Brighton well as well. They lost their form completely. It came and went as soon as they found it. Well, um, we were always talking about Brighton falling off that cliff, and they didn't only fall off the cliff, they fell off the cliff onto a ledge, and then they fell off another cliff. <laughs> they kept falling. But, bro, as Chelsea fans, should we not want a captain Haaland to see him destroy Brighton? <laughs> see, I'm in two minds about captaining Haaland because, with Brighton because you got two problems. The first thing is, yes, Haaland is always going to be a goal threat, 100%. and he is a worthy captain. However, the question becomes, does Pep rest Haaland? Does he rest him? For Alvarez. Because, because, because at some point you have to go, it's not working, right? Does Haaland need to be held back slightly to be able to say, you're not scoring goals, let's try something else? Or does Pep go, you're not scoring goals, I need you on the field to score the goals? Or there's also this drama happening in the background about the Ballon d'Or, isn't there? Mm, yeah, Messi and Haaland. Has it been announced that Messi's won? Don't know. I mean, I haven't followed it too much because I just assumed they were going to give it to Messi. Yeah, so the men's Ballon d'Or hasn't been awarded yet, but effectively there are two people that the internet is saying should win. It's ha- it's Haaland or Messi, and we're saying the treble-winning goal-scoring machine versus. Messi, the generational talent that he is, who won the World Cup. Mm. Okay, so there's debates about that, and so it does. Pep, Pep obviously would. Pep has played with both of those players. They they're big parts of him, and his dogma as a manager. Do we go with um, Haaland? And I think Pep at the moment would want his striker to win because that would give him confidence. So. Maybe that's leaning towards Haaland being back in the game. Either way, he's definitely a potential captain pick, and you're not going to be crucified for picking him. But it's tough between the three of them. Son's got the injuries. Salah's got a a tense fixture, and Haaland is not in form. But I would say from my perspective, and I think you're on the same page with me, Salah is the most likely captain choice for this week. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I also agree with you. I think he's also the safer one this week as well, just because of what we've discussed about Haaland and just because about Haaland not really being able to finish without Kevin De Bruyne. So, yeah. so just so everybody knows, that was the that was the 90 minutes just passed now, which means we're in FBL at a time. We have seven minutes at a time. <laughs> So we gotta we gotta finish this game and uh, score a goal. We'll tighten up our defense. We need to close here. this game out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park the bus. Anything? Any other interesting matches? I'll I'll go with Man United versus Sheffield because Sheffield it's a it's away from home for Man United, mm-hmm. and Man United, whew, you know the way they won that last game, scoring with McDominay scoring two late goals as a sub, was fire. I've always liked McTominay. I think he's like a midfield general of of note. Mm. He just looks like a no-nonsense person. Like yeah. he would just murder someone. And he came in with his goals after not playing for months. But Man United, they're kind of like an up-and-down team. If you still, for some reason, 
have Rashford and Bruno in your two team. I commend you for your patience and your loyalty. Okay? Your dedication. And yeah. if it does if it does work out, no, well played on you. But it's a tough one to call, right? Man United, yes, well done for winning that match at the death with two goals at the end. But they shouldn't be putting themselves the there. They shouldn't be time. They should have controlled the game from the beginning and won the game, not kept it late. Mm. And they were playing a Brentford team that has been in poor form. Yeah. So I I think that it's risky to have Man United assets. And with players like Watkins, Salah, Sun, Madison, uh, uh, and your Arsenal midfielders all on form, I don't think you can afford the risk on the Man United players. Unless you're very low down in your, your home leagues and you need to open up. Any words on, on Man United before we move on? No, nothing really. Um, I don't think you should bother with any of the assets right now at all. Um, I think you need to give them some time to find form again. Also, with all the drama going around at Manchester United as well, I think the vibe's just a bit off. So I think you just stay away. My problem is international break always flips things, okay? Not wrong. Man United, they had a bad vibe, but then they ended it before the international break with this Fergie time victory. Then on top of that, you have Chelsea... Who've come had a bad form and all of a sudden they're picking up form and now they break. Yeah. It's like it's like a flip. So I'm scared Chelsea are gonna go through a flip of they have to pick it up again and Man United are gonna be like out of that funk. They got away from the, the, the training ground for a while, they come back together and they regroup. So I would keep I would say my ultimate assessment is let's keep our eye on Man United moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even this week, if you do have one of them in your team, don't take them out. If you have one of them, hold Rashford or Bruno for this week because there's still always the potential for a higher swing or reward there against Sheffield United. But um, realistically, until we see United get some sort of consistency, because even two goals from McTominay is not really – you're not bringing in McTominay. No. That's it's not the really thing. indication for FPL yeah. reasons to, to bring him in your team. No, that's the thing. Any other games you want to talk about? Tell me about Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. What's your thoughts is going to happen in this game? Um, I think Addison's going to score and keep a clean sheet. This guy. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Um, no, look. Well, I think Trippier's going to score and keep a clean sheet. Nah, Dan Burn. Dan Burn. <laughs> Give it to Dan Burn. You know what? Trippier's probably going to hold points this week as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. But again, nothing fancy for that. You'd expect Newcastle to win, but... Like you say, the international break resets form, so could be a, it could be that nil-nil game or like a one-nil game. I don't think that Newcastle is going to demolish Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace will just surprise us. Uh, so Newcastle have a good fixture form for the December Christmas period, uh, November December. They have just one red fixture flagged in there, which is Arsenal in the next three game weeks. They also have Champions League that they're contending with, which is crazy uh, to think. You know, we we in the the gold dream, yeah. You know that movie. Mm. Watch yeah. that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Santiago Muniz, Newcastle in the Champions League, and they're doing their thing with uh, not uh, Santiago Muniz, it's Almiron Muniz. Muniz, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but I know you don't have Trippier because he's too expensive. Are you hiding behind a couch every time Newcastle play? Me. <laughs> are you, or are you happy with their decision not to have Trippier? Uh, you can either you can either be like confident, or you can be like, I wish I had Trippier, and every yeah. time he plays. Be- 
I think I got over it when uh when I made other smart plays with my defensive line and like you say now that Anderson pick, I'm more happy I have Anderson than Trippier because I've got better cover somewhere else. And I got Dan Burns, so I do have a Newcastle. If they keep a clean sheet, I get points. If they keep a clean sheet and Trippier assists, great, but then maybe Neto scores. So I'm I'm quite satisfied without having Trippier. Wolves are playing Bournemouth, a game that could go anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolves are in better form than they have been over the whole of last season, but at the same time, I still I still feel like they have this problem scoring goals, like scoring yeah. enough goals, taking their chances. They're like Chelsea, but without a billion pounds spent. Does Does Watkins score this weekend against West Ham? You're asking questions, eh? You know, I'm gonna make a hot take over here. That's gonna be the fire game of the weekend. I can see it. Aston, Aston Villa and West Ham, both on fire, both on form, both are playing better than we expected them to play. Both of them, I just have a point to prove. Yeah. I can, I can see that game being the most entertaining game because I don't feel either of those teams will feel like play with, like they have something to to, to lose. To lose. They'll yeah. play like they have something to win. Yeah. And so yeah. that's going to be, that, and it's the only game on Sunday and I rate that's going to be the fire game of the weekend. Yeah, uh, it could I think be. I see some goals. I see some action. I see just a lot of pressing, attacking. Um, I, I don't see a defensive nil-nil draw there. I the could la- be horribly wrong. The last thing I'll say about captain pick is that while we wrap up here, because we're in one and a half minutes of added time, or one... One minute of added time! <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I don't like my captain playing first. You know what I mean? You also feel a bit weird. I feel like there's no, so there's much more curse. relief. There's a curse. I feel like there's so there's much relief curse. when your captain plays at the end of the game week. You're like, oh, I still got my captain to play, and then he rewards for you. I don't know. This is this is a, a quote from the mummy. This is curse. This is curse. The, the, if it, there's a lot of curses going on, and one of the curses is the the first game on a Saturday. Normally, the result is turned on its head. Yeah. So be wary of captaining Salah, and if you're not captaining an Arsenal player. You captaining Sun, who's an injury risk, or you captaining Haaland, who's out of form. Uh, we let's make a poll and we'll see. We'll decide yeah, on Twitter. I think it'll be split down the middle, just like this but podcast. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us for another week of FBL madness. I know it's late in the game, but we'll be back early next week so we discuss how to plan for the next game week. Thank cool. you, Nate. See ya. Take care.